The Skyview Bobcats are certainly no strangers to success. Multiple uh, state titles. They've had a lot of great athletes come out of that program. What's this year going to look like? It's got a lot of us wondering. And this is just what happens every year when we look at a new high school football season. To help us understand more about their, their team this year and the season in front of them, Chris Howell is the head coach for the Bobcats. Coach, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to come and chat with you a little bit. So, Coach, uh, this is a team that great season last year, just a little bit short against Dixie in the state playoffs last year. Those those heartbreaking close losses seem to sting a little bit more than blowouts do. But since that time, what's it been like trying to build the team and prepare for an, a new season for Skyview? Yeah, that's a great question, and you're exactly right. Like I look back at kind of the end of that game scenario and some of the things I could have done differently and definitely use that as a learning opportunity and um you know hopefully we'll get better because of it but we uh you know we felt like we took a step backwards a little bit last year we didn't have quite the season that we had had the two previous years um obviously we our non our non-conference schedule our non-region schedule was just brutal last year and uh played into that a little bit but um you know, so we, we addressed a couple things in the offseason. We, we approached the offseason a little bit differently. Um, we spent a lot of time with our team and with our kids studying some of the mistakes that we made collectively last year, offensively and defensively. Uh, we looked at some schematic things we felt like we could improve and, and alter a little bit. And our kids have really bought into that. They've worked extremely hard in the weight room. Uh, we don't return a lot of guys with uh, so-called starting experience from last year. We do have a lot of guys that, that took varsity reps. Um, but our guys have great energy right now, and they're really excited to play. Uh, I really, really like this team a lot, and so I'm excited to see um, you know, what type of team they become. So you mentioned having a lot of guys that um, have varsity experience but not necessarily the starting experience, which I guess, I guess is valuable because I think you're only returning like three or four, I guess, starters, yeah. quote-unquote. So, like, what's how yep. close is it between like a starter and somebody who just has reps? So, speak. How close are those guys are in terms of just you know yeah. experience? Yeah. So we, um, I would call a starter somebody that obviously starts the game and then plays the majority of reps in a game. We have a, we rotate a lot of guys on defense, especially with our front three, uh, especially on long drives, those types of things. And so we have a lot of guys that were in the rotation last year. Um, who would play, you know, two, three reps at a time uh, and then rotate out. Uh, we have a number of receivers in um, Michael Ferguson and Brooks Rigby and Brighton Williams that played a lot of football last night, or, or last night, last year uh, in their spots, but just weren't kind of the main guys. So they, you know, the learning curve is less. They understand the scheme. Uh, they know what we're trying to accomplish. It's just uh, kind of the every down concept. That, that we don't have. And so we have guys, uh, plenty of guys with varsity experience, just not kind of that consistent long-term experience that, that you look for as far as kind of a returning starter, so to speak. Uh, again, we're talking to Chris Howell, head coach for the Skyview Bobcats. And uh, with that, Coach, how many developing or trying to identify who your starters are, that's always one of the, the battles that sometimes get overblown from guys like us. <laughs> but looking at trying to identify who is a starter over somebody else, uh, how do you determine that 
Uh, and, and is that something that can be fluid and, and still somewhat adjusting as the season goes? Or at this point, you're like, these are my guys. I got to roll with my guys. No, that's um, yeah. It's definitely a fluid situation, and it totally depends on the position and the um, kind of the, the people that are battling for that spot, uh, the, their experience level. Because if you you know you have an older kid and a young kid who's just kind of learning it and developing it and learning um, to master his skill or his position, um, you know there's a lot of growth from the first of the year to the end of the year. And our goal, especially in you know, skill spots outside of, uh, say, the quarterback spot. Um, you know, we're trying to develop a lot of those guys because we feel like the more depth we have, the, the more guys that can rotate at spots and play, uh, the better we're going to be. And that's that's kind of the there is We have a lot of guys that are really close, and so we feel we feel confident in playing a lot of kids uh, at certain positions. So, Coach, we've kind of touched on some of your uh, uh, recent success. I mean, you kind of created a an act that's tough for you to follow. I mean, you won back-to-back titles. You won, I think, 27 straight games. Uh, I don't know if I have that number exactly right. But, like, how do you go about following up that kind of, you know, you know, great success in such a short period of time? Yeah. Well, you can't be content. I know that because um, one of the things that, that we learned the hard way last year is that you know, everybody wants to beat you. Everybody's going to get their your or their. You're going to get everybody's best shot. You have a bullseye on you. All those things, and so you have to continue to evolve and improve as a program and stay hungry. Um, it's one thing to get to the top of the mountain. It's a it's a lot more difficult challenge to stay there. And so um, the challenge for us now, because these kids, although some of them experienced went through that process. You know, they weren't necessarily contributors. And so they're just like everybody else now where they got to fight to the top. And, um, you know, we we have pushed these guys extremely hard. We're trying to practice and play uh, with a different type of intensity. And, um, you know, we're hoping that that, that pushes us or elevates uh, a lot play with. Um, and and hopefully it pays off in the long run. So kind of touching on this again, like as far as like having this success, like long-term, you have these high school football, like dynasties. I'm kind of curious, like your thoughts on how these happen, because you'd think with high school, with players rotating in and out, you know, they only stay for three, four years. Like how does that kind of thing happen in high school when there's so much player rotation? How do you keep being successful year after year after year? Well, you have a string of really good players that come through. That's a, um, you know, all the players make plays. Coaches don't make any of them. And so all of the – you look really good when you have really good players. And so the best thing to have happen for you is to have good players come through. But the next thing is that kids learn how to win and how to compete and, and be successful. And I think that's something that, um, you know, even your less talented groups can learn and still achieve – by learning how to fight and compete and all those things. And then I think just um, we spend a lot of time in our program talking about culture and, um, you know, winning culture and creating a, a culture that kids want to be a part of. And if they want to be a part of and they feel safe there, then, then they're, they're more likely to play harder and uh, play for the team and play for each other. 
And so we spend a lot of time talking about those types of things and teaching and, and hopefully modeling those things as well. Well, certainly there's been a culture of great quarterbacks over the years at Skyview, but there's a bit of a question as to who that will be under center for Skyview. Have you been able to identify who your starting quarterback is going to be at this point? Yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're still in the process of doing that. We uh, I don't really want to name a starter yet. We're kind of trying to hold off until Friday. Um, not that it really matters because Salem Hills doesn't necessarily know us that well. Um we're going to kind of hold off. We have two juniors that have had unbelievable off seasons. They're both uh, two and three sport athletes. They spend a, a ton of time working at their craft. They're great team oriented kids who care a great deal about the program, uh, who have competed and, and done everything we've asked them to do. And so now, um, you know, one of them's going to get an opportunity, and then the other one's going to going to look for ways that he can help us. Um, at other positions and be ready to go if something happens or something changes and uh, continue to compete and battle there. Um, I, I, I couldn't say enough about those two kids and how proud I am of them and of the way they've kind of approached this quarterback competition and, uh, and will continue to compete. They're both uh, incredible young men. So I kind of wanted to ask about kind of Skyview in relation to some other schools, or kind of specifically like Green Canyon, and also a little bit about Ridgeland, because there's some schools that have been here for a long time, you know, Mountain Crest, Logan, and, and Skyview, they've been here forever. I'm curious what you, your thoughts yeah. are, the addition of Green Canyon and Ridgeline, like how that's created rivalries. Cause it feels like yeah. now you got two crosstown rivalries. Do you feel like that's kind of added to the dynamic of, of the Cache Valley, you know, sports area? Yeah, absolutely. I So I had the opportunity to, you know, be the first football coach at Ridgeline, uh, when they opened that school, and then I was the athletic director there for a couple of years and I enjoyed my time there. And it's been really fun to see uh, the new rivalries develop and also the quality of uh, football programs at those two new schools or newer schools. Um, you know, both schools have, have really good athletes, and they both have great coaches now. And are highly competitive. Obviously, you know, Ridgeline had a great run last year, and Coach Cox does a great job, and they had great athletes. Um, but man, there's not a week off in this in this region now where a the kids aren't playing people that they grew up competing against, and b playing against really good programs. So there's no weeks off, and I really believe that it makes um, it makes our region better and our classification better. And I think it's one of the reasons why the state champion has come from our region the last three years is because there's such good football being played here in our region. Besides that, there's a lot of these coaches who are from here, who grew up here, yeah. played here, and uh, you're yeah. certainly in that mix as well. So that just adds yeah. a whole other layer to how yeah. this region is uh, can be a lot of fun any Friday. Yeah, amen. Um, you know, the, the cool thing for me is so I – you know, I was Coach Anders' defensive coordinator for, for three years when he was the head coach. Um, uh, coach Cox coached with me at Ridgeline, so I know him well. You know, I, t- I know the type of character of, of these men and, and the way they're coaching the kids. And so, you know, we, we want to beat each other uh, as coaches as well. You know, we're, we're friends off the field and we have good relationships. But, man, that week it's, it's, a, it's a big deal for us. And so I love the environment. Uh, obviously, the school communities are are fantastic, and people want to win for their 
you know, for their portion of the Valley. And, and, uh, and it's, it's great football every Friday night here. Coach, last question for me. Just uh, you had mentioned Salem Hills. You opened the season against them uh, this Friday, but your non-region schedule. You got Wasatch, Rigby proved to be a really good team out of Idaho a year ago. Mountain Ridge, yeah. you go on the road for them. When you put together your non-region schedule, generally, what's your philosophy about the type of teams that you like to to have your team go through? Yeah, so I I don't know if this is wrong or right. Um, what I what I believe. You know, in the RPI system, I think, you know, if you wanted to just play for the RPI, you schedule teams regardless of classification who are going to win a lot of games. Um, so, but I, I, I've taken a little bit different approach. My approach is we want to play teams that are going to make us better and challenge us. And to me, uh, by playing three 5A teams and a 6A team, we're certainly going to get that. Um, we're going to play schools that are much larger than us. Uh, they'll have more depth than we do. And so we have to learn uh, to win or be successful in different ways. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of kids that play both ways. We have to condition a little bit better. We have to have better technique. We have to be tougher both mentally and physically. Um, and, and so if we, if we get these four weeks of the preseason, we feel like once we again go into the gauntlet of our region, that at least from a physical perspective, we'll match up um, better and maybe more prepared based off of the level of competition we've been playing in the previous four weeks. Well, we love hearing these games with uh, John Newbold and uh, and Rex Davis call the games for Skyview here on the fan. I look forward to doing that again and watching the games as well on Cash Valley Daily and uh, wish you the best of success with the Bobcats this upcoming season. We'll uh, be watching it closely. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I love uh, John and Rex do a fantastic job. Um, John texts me quite or texts me, emails me. Throughout the offseason, gets all fired up. I love the passion that John Newbold has for Skyview Athletics, and, and hopefully that carries over to the rest of us as well. So we're excited about this year.